Support for The Bittersweet Life comes from our listeners. This week, I want to thank Eula and Scott. Your support really does help us pay the bills and keep this program coming to you every week, twice a week. And Scott, as the newest Patreon supporter, I hope you love the bonus episode we're putting out this week, where a roll of the dice has us answering the most ridiculous questions. If you love this show and you're financially able, please support it. There are links in the show notes and at thebittersweetlife.net. Welcome to The Bittersweet Life, a show about living abroad and moving home. And more than that, it's a deep exploration of what it means to live, to truly be alive. Your host, Tiffany Parks, is a childhood friend of mine. She lives in Rome, Italy. She moved there from the United States 16 years ago. And me, I'm Katie Sewell. I was a short-term expat for a time, living in Italy, right down the street from Tiffany. And then I moved home to Seattle, Washington. That's where I am now. So you are in the right place. If you love Italy or travel, if you're thinking about moving abroad or lived in a foreign place in the past, this is a show infused with art and literature and history. It's a show about life, and we're glad you're here. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And today we are answering a listener question sent in to us by Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Thanks for the email. He writes, Hi, Katie and Tiffany. I hope this note finds you well and rested from your vacation. As I said in the subject line, oh, what was the subject line? (laughs) (laughs) Should I still move? That's the subject line. As I said in the subject line, I could use life advice thematically related to the bittersweet life's focus. I don't have people more experienced in life whose brains I can pick on the question. I'm the only person in my family or close friend group who is interested in being an expat, etc. I'll try to keep it brief, but intelligible. The question boils down to... I am really itching to plunge into my first longer-slash-medium-term expat experience, at least a year, after some previous traveling, but it's so hard to plan right now. Do you think it is worth waiting another year or so until things are, hopefully, more normal, or trying to plunge ahead before things are back to normal, given that I've already saved the funds to do so? A little context is that said plunge was exactly my next plan when the pandemic hit while I was traveling. I had wanted to for a while and was finally ready psychologically and financially. I still am. I think I would regret giving up on the idea, but it's so hard to plan anything in 2021. All I've been doing is working bridge jobs, and being 29, it is difficult not to be anxious about wasting time. Frankly, I'm practically rudderless at this juncture. I've considered settling down stateside and retraining for another career, just to do something with my potential. But the idea makes me rather gloomy, rightly or wrongly. I've listened to The Bittersweet Life long enough that I would really value your individual or joint input. I hope it doesn't make you nervous to contemplate advising a stranger. Don't worry, I wouldn't make a decision just off that. I think I owe myself to at least ask you to, because I think you both have value systems about what makes for a good 
if bittersweet life that my peers and elders in my life don't. Anyway, thanks so much, Katie and Tiffany, not only for all of the content, but sharing your lives and giving myself and the other bittersweet life enthusiasts something nice in the world to support. Warmly, Tyler. Thank you so much for that message. That is That was just so interesting to listen to. And it reminds me so much, obviously, with the exception of the global pandemic part, but <laughs> which is the main part of the message. But nevertheless, the idea of do I, don't I, the part that struck me about this note was the line, when I think about staying, it makes me feel gloomy, mm-hmm. rightly or wrongly. There is your answer right there. All right, so we'll just wrap up this episode. And <laughs> <laughs> In my personal humble opinion, I think you should go. And I'm interested to hear what you think, Katie, but I think if, if something makes you feel, if like you have to choose between two things and one of them makes you feel bad just thinking about it, I think that's kind of your answer. And I mean, obviously that doesn't mean you should just throw caution to the wind in every single situation in your life, although some people do live that way. And he says rightly or wrongly. I don't think that it's wrong, ever wrong to feel the way that you feel. Mm-hmm. I think your feelings are generally right. Yeah. But would you say, okay, so of course you agree that he definitely should go. Yes. That he wants to do this, he's saved for it, he's planned for it psychologically, he should definitely go. But should he go in 2021? I mean, given our conversation that we had two weeks ago, even just about international travel during the time of COVID, should he try to resettle somewhere else right now? Well, or should he just wait till 2022 and see if we're on a better in a better spot? Well, what if we aren't? Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, but I mean, we all thought 2021, everything would be fine and dandy and it isn't. So maybe there were people sitting around in 2020 saying, I want to move abroad. I'm ready. And okay, no, there's a pandemic. I'm going to wait. I interviewed, it's been quite a while now. It's been, I think, almost a year that I interviewed one of our listeners for a mini episode. I cannot remember the exact number, but I'll put it in our show notes. It was an interview with Gabriella Proietti. So you can look up her name and you could find it by that. But she did have the advantage of being an Italian citizen. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, Tyler, if you have dual citizen. I don't even know what country you want to move to because he doesn't say in his message what country or even what part of the world he's planning to move to. So I don't know if he has a job, can get a job there, can legally work there, if he speaks the language. There's a lot of stuff that we don't know from this message. But I was assuming he's been saving so that he can go for a year without having to work. That's how I read it. I see. But I don't know. But anyway, go on. Well, you know, Gabriella moved to Rome in something like August of 2020. Mm -hmm. So kind of like right between the two big waves of COVID. And there was no vaccine yet. We didn't know when we were going to get one. Nobody was traveling internationally, really. I mean, Americans were not allowed to come to Italy. She was only able to come because she was an Italian citizen. But she was like, I want to do this. If you go back and listen to it, she was just, she kind of said, this is when I want to go. My mom doesn't want me to go and such and such, but I have to go. It's calling to me. And another one of our listeners, Adrian, who I'm hoping to interview in the next couple of months because she's here now, she and her husband, it's been a much longer plan. They have been waiting for their son to uh, you know, graduate high school, go off to college and get really settled in college before coming over here. 
And they, I believe, also have Italian citizenship through her husband, who is of Italian descent. So again, they do have that advantage, but they moved in the middle of the pandemic as well. So I just want to say it's not like it cannot be done. Things may be more complicated, but, you know, once you get the flight out of the way... And finding a place to live. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know that that's going to be any more different than... I wouldn't look for a place to live during a full lockdown. Yeah. Okay, that's going to be hard. (laughs) But if there's no lockdown happening in Italy, life in Italy is... Okay, I keep saying Italy as if if I know where he's moving. I just assume (laughs) he's moving to Italy. I don't know, Tyler, where you're going, but let's just say you're moving to Italy just for the sake of conversation. I mean, life here, it's gone back to normal in the sense that you have to have your vaccine or your, you know, test every two days which is a big deal. I mean, it is not nothing. You have to wear a mask indoors. But I mean, you can go about your daily life. You can meet up with your friends for coffee. You can go to events. You know, the opera has started up again. Theater has started up again. You can go to museums. You can go look at an apartment. You know, you can go and visit an apartment you'd like to, to try to rent. So it's not like the city is under lockdown. Down. the country is under lockdown again maybe other parts of the world are I don't I don't know for example what what life is like in Britain I don't know where you're going he could research that basically he could look into what is happening on the ground I just feel like you know life passes very quickly and you got to seize these moments when you have them these opportunities and I had the same sort of sense of feeling very rudderless right before I moved to Rome I had broken up with my long-term boyfriend. I was not on the lease of an apartment because I had been living with him. So I was, I was just staying with a friend. I, you know, I had this job that I was not at all attached to. I had nothing holding me here. I had no real career prospects. And I knew I wanted to, to go to Italy. I knew that was where I wanted to be. Sometimes if you want to do something like that, and you're in a situation where you have no ties, you have nothing, you, have, you don't have like your wife who doesn't want to leave her family or this amazing job or kids in school and you can't take them out of school or, you know, a house that you can't break the lease on, something like that. It's the perfect timing. In a year, he could have a new job and then, okay, maybe I shouldn't leave this job, you know. And then, you know, he wakes up, 10 years have gone by, he's married with kids and, uh, you know, it's too late. (laughs) I feel like that (laughs) might be a little too dramatic. Like, I could totally see... Him, I mean, he he saved the money. He's mentally planned for this. I think at this point, if I were a betting woman, there is no way that even if he were to wait a year that he wouldn't go eventually. I feel like the plan is there. Now, that's not to say that things can't happen in a year. Like you're saying, he could fall in love. He could suddenly find that he's in his dream job. But in that way, the things that would prevent him, I guess it could be a bad thing, like a parent could get ill, but the things that would prevent him would be things that were equally good. Maybe. Or possibly equally good. I just feel like he could get a a job that is like maybe a well-paying job, but it might not be his dream job. And you know how easy it is to stay in a comfortable, cushy job, Katie? Well, that's true. That's true. But there's one thing I want to say here, just to make it a little more complicated. What's the line that you write? Hang on. Let me just look at this real quick. Um, This line, Tyler. All I've been doing is working bridge jobs. And being 29, it is difficult not to be anxious about wasting time. (laughs) I just wanted to say, 
that in the long scheme of things, 29, 30, you got time. I totally remember that feeling of that tick, tick, tick of being in your late 20s. But by the time you get to be me and Tiffany's age, you realize that that was all an illusion. <laughs> you know, the, that kind of ticking timeline that you think that you need to live on at that point in your life or that somehow other things, other dreams you have for yourself will never happen if you don't get it done by the time you're 32 years old. It's just not true. You have time. Uh, I'm not 100% agreeing with you on that why not because I think it depends on what the dream is I think if your dream is to publish a book yeah you have your whole life to do that that is not a dream that has an expiry date if your dream is to become a professional ballerina you have an expiry date and you better at 12 years old be in the dance studio every day all day long so I think it depends on what you want and I think moving abroad is something that is much easier to do the younger that you are, and not just your age, but just the, the being untied to a lot of commitments. Mm-hmm. It's just so much easier. It is so much less complicated to move abroad as a single person. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But you don't agree that at 29, even if he were to delay six months and go when he feels like much more confident about the state of the world, let's say, hypothetically, that he would still have plenty of time. Yes, he would still have plenty of time. I'm not saying that at 29 and a half or 30, he's too old to move abroad. I'm saying he's that no a longer can... marriageable by then. He's <laughs> a spinster. He's become a spinster, sadly. <laughs> he always wanted to have children, but it was no longer possible. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm cracking up. Okay. Um, I just think anything, you know, so much can happen. So much can, from things as dramatic as a parent becoming ill to as mundane and commonplace as getting a job that becomes very cushy and very easy, you know, that easy life. Being an expat is a challenge. You have to be willing to, at least for the the first period, the first year or so, to have a hard life, to have a life that's not just easy sailing and just, you know, regular it's more stimulating but it's more challenging it's harder and it's easy to get stuck in a easy lifestyle a comfortable familiar lifestyle and i'm not going to say that tyler's going to do that i don't know him well enough well here's a question tyler as you're listening or anybody else who is listening that is having the same question i'm sort of playing slightly devil's advocate here because tiffany is so on the go 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 side (laughs) hence uh my role here in slowing down this conversation however if you're hearing us talk and let's say let's say i'm actually firmly i'll just pretend i'm firmly on the other side of the fence i think that you should wait until the pandemic is completely over which is not true but that's what i'm that's my stance tiffany says you know you should go next month you're ready you're psychologically ready you have the money you have a plan go for it what feels right to you? Does it feel like you want to be more on the safe side? So when you hear me say, well, why you got time, slow down, you could wait till it's over, you'll be totally safe or whatever. Or is it more exciting when you hear Tiffany say, you know what, you already know what you want to do, go. And maybe that's the way to decide. He said it in his letter, Katie. He said it made him feel gloomy just to think about staying. And getting a new job, retraining for a new job. It makes him feel gloomy. So there's your answer. That's what I said at the beginning. Did I ever tell you 
the, the I'm sure I've told this story on the podcast before, but when I had the opportunity to go live abroad in Rome, but I, unlike you, Tyler, I wasn't working bridge jobs. I was in the job, you know, that I had worked my butt off to try to get into and had sacrificed for years to get in there. Um, and I had to decide to leave. One of the last things that I did with one of my assistant producers was we went and saw this psychic that had moved in across the street from our studios. And they were promoting themselves by saying that they would give you a reading for five bucks. And we're like, hey, let's do it. I've never been to a psychic before. It's only five bucks. Let's go. And we did it just for fun. I went in and talked to this woman and basically told her my options. Do I go to Rome for a year or do I stay and work this job? And she didn't even really answer. She just looked at me and she said, you already know what you want to do. <laughs> and it made me want to burst into tears. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, is a funny reaction. Obviously, I was very raw at that period of time. But the truth of the matter was, was I wanted to be brave enough to go. And I knew that when I did go, it would be a huge loss and a big hit on my career. So I don't know. I just, but I, when she said that, I felt like I want to go. I want to have that adventure. And so when I came out and met with my assistant producer who met with her privately himself, I said, what did you think? I'm like, I feel like she really gave me some clarity. And he goes, I think it was a bunch of crap. <laughs> I was just going to say, yeah, that's like the easiest five bucks she ever made. Yeah. Like if that's how easy <laughs> yeah, it is totally. to be a psychic, I'm changing careers. Yeah, maybe that's what you should do over in Rome. Get it going. <laughs> but anyway, that's, I mean, that's sort of also what I'm saying is when you hear one of us say one thing or the other, if one of them kind of like yanks at you immediately then that might be the answer already you know I have a kind of kind of similar story but not really the year before I moved to Rome I knew that I was going somewhere I had just broken up with this like I said long-term boyfriend totally rudderless but I still nursed dreams of becoming an opera singer at that time and I thought okay either I'm going to go to move to New York because that's where you got to go if you want to be in the performing arts in mm -hmm. the United States I'm going to either move to New York or I'm going to move to Rome. And Rome is not exactly the place to go to be an opera singer, but I just really wanted to go there. And I did know a voice teacher over here who I never ended up studying with, but that's beside the point. So I didn't go to a psychic, but I was going to a university to, I wasn't attending it. <laughs> I was just going there <laughs> to participate in some kind of experiment. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember what it was. I, they were doing some experiment. I don't even know what it was. It wasn't anything crazy. Like I didn't have to take any drugs or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But it was like some very minor experiment where you had to like look at a light or something. I can't remember. Because <laughs> I had no money, right? And they were paying me like $10 uh -huh. each time I went or something. <laughs> and um, the guy who ran the experiment, he was like a student. He was like a grad student probably, a nice guy. And I told him my dilemma. I'm either going to move to New York or I'm going to move to Rome. He didn't say, you know, the answer. He was like, oh, you have to be in Rome. I can see it all over your face. You're supposed to be in Rome. You're not supposed to be in New York. Of course, Bostonians famously hate New York, but it wasn't about that. And I don't know if my face lit up when I said Rome. I don't know what it was that he saw, but this guy barely knew me, you know, beyond like what my eyes did when he shined light on them or something. <laughs> but I will never forget that. And of course, I never saw this guy again. I have no idea what his name was. I'm not going to say part of my decision was him telling me that, but it was it really was a good sort of push. 
you're right. That is where I'm supposed to be. You can see it in me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just feel like reading Tyler's letter, I can hear it in the letter that he wants to go. He doesn't want to wait anymore. Maybe somebody in his life is telling him, what are you doing moving abroad during the middle of a pandemic? What are you thinking, son? <laughs> you know, like I could just hear like his dad saying that. But deep down, he's like, I want to go. I'm ready. I want to go now. Yeah, I'm wasting time. I've already waited a year, basically. I've already waited yeah. for 18 months. It's interesting, though, I just had a thought pop into my head, because when you're giving people advice, flippant advice, like this guy (laughs) being like, yeah, you should go to Rome, or like the psychic being like, follow your heart or whatever. As you know, I work for a a few authors helping them with different things. And one of them is the author, Jess Walter. And he was just telling me a story the other day about how he had taught a writing program where he was working with a bunch of writing students. And one of the students had written a short story and they were reading it as a class, critiquing it, as you do as in a writing program. And he just said, you know, there's a whole novel here. As he described, he's like, then I went home, went about my business. And years later, like, I can't remember how much time had elapsed, if it was seven, oh, nine no. years. Oh, no. But he gets a note from this woman who said, yeah, you, you taught this writing class that I was in. And you said that my short story, there was a novel and I'm in there. And I'm so happy to say that I have a novel coming out. I wrote it into a novel, you know. And he just thought, wow, you got to watch that big responsibility. Because here he just made this flippant comment of like, there's a lot here. And that person then spent the next seven to nine years writing a book, which, as you know, as a person who wrote a book, is no easy task. And he said, I feel like I really need to be much more cautious about saying things like that. Even if that's the push that she wanted, you know, and you're like an established expat and you say, this is what you need to do. I don't know. I don't, I hate to be disagreeing with you on everything you say, Katie, because I don't usually do that. Well, I I don't. (laughs) I'm always agreeing with you. Tonight, I'm not. Because I don't think that people take advice that they don't want to take. I think that that lady already wanted to write a novel. Otherwise, she wouldn't have done it. Because I have a friend who I worked with, and she got a different job. I don't want to say anything too specific, just in case somebody recognizes who I'm talking about. But she's working for a PR firm, and she's really good at her job, and she feels underappreciated. And, I'm, and I keep saying, you should open your own business. You should open your own business. You should open your own business. And there's no way that she's doing it because she's not what she wants to do or not yet. She's not ready to do it. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that she would take my advice and change her life because of it and open a business because of it. You know, I think of people who've given me advice. I remember I did a, um, a seminar and we had to stand up and talk about something for two hours on like a topic about music. And I talked about Verdi and Puccini and my idea that Verdi is all about the music and Puccini's all about the drama and I was making my case for this and the teacher was like honestly that could be a book and I mean I didn't go out and write a book about it (laughs) that's true I think you do what you want to do the advice that hits you when you're ready for it you take you know but I think you you already have the desire within you you're not going to totally do something you don't want to do just because someone says to do it. No, of course not. But didn't we just do a Patreon episode recently that was about the worst piece of advice we ever took? Yes, but that was, I mean, you were 12 and it was a cop. <laughs> and it was a cop. And you'll have to become a Patreon member to learn the rest of that story in one of our two bonus episodes a month. 
but okay you're probably right there that that if if somebody told me i should go into medicine right now i'd be like mm. <laughs> no no thanks <laughs> no i don't really see myself going into medicine right now yeah so i don't know tyler i hope that's helpful <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm sure it's helpful yeah write back to us and tell us where you're planning to go can you live there like legally what that situation is and do you need to work and if you do are you allowed to work just so we have maybe a little bit more to work with we probably won't do another episode on it but we can write you back yes but remember even if you're gonna go i do think that it's important to keep in mind that at 29 you do have a little bit of time so if it feels wrong to go tomorrow and you want to wait till after christmas that's fine yeah but september's a good time for a new start <laughs> well it's the end of september <laughs> september's almost silver so I like making new starts in fall, but you know, if you want, wait till the mid dead middle of winter. Sure, <laughs> move in winter time. No, I'm just kidding. At least if you're moving to Rome, the Vatican will be super empty in January when you get there. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for writing. And if you have a question that you want us to answer, we have another one that we're going to get to after Tiffany does a little research in the coming weeks, answering the question: If I want to blend into Italy and not look like I'm a tourist, what should I be wearing? <laughs> we're going to tackle that in the next few weeks. But if you have a question that you want us to answer, feel free to send it in bittersweetlifepodcast at gmail.com or you can write us through the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net. We're always happy to tackle whatever you're thinking about. Yes, and we're also on social media. So find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for The Bittersweet Life. And if you're not following us on social media, go ahead and make sure you do that because we do post a lot over there. And if you want to hear the worst piece of advice I ever followed that was given to me by a police officer. <laughs> Join us as a supporting member of this show by going to patreon.com slash the bittersweet life podcast. There's a link in the show notes. We put out two episodes, bonus episodes a month over there. And soon, soon, sometime this fall, once we figure out when and how, we're going to start doing video meetups with people who are supporting members of this show yeah so that's gonna be super fun yes and until next time this is the bittersweet life i'm katie sewell i'm tiffany parks join us again bye you could sponsor this show and reach educated curious and compassionate listeners all over the world our listeners are a remarkable diverse and engaged group of people that i am so continually impressed by visit thebittersweetlife.net and click support to get the conversation started <laughs>